0: It is Saturday, July 9th, and I gotta tell you, get this light out of the way. Woo! bright. This is your daily financial news, and Saturdays on this channel usually are kind of low-key, right? We do the financial news, which you do seven days a week. I do an hour of QA, I do 30 minutes with my Facebook group, and we're done. Saturdays historically have been my light day. However, what is quickly becoming The favorite day of the week, Saturday, because we do deep dive sessions with my students. So again, you will have a live Q&A at 8 o'clock. We will go for about 50 minutes. And then we will do a deep dive on cost segregation, bonus depreciation, how to save on taxes like the rich, things of that nature. But more importantly, I get to announce next Saturday's deep dive we are truly blessed next saturday we are going to have the one and only dion from dion talk and matt from the lumberjack landlord they are going to answer all of your questions about self-management something that you will see on this channel or in my courses is i definitely stay in my lane lots of you have questions about self-management so who better to bring on board then dion and matt we will go probably for 90 minutes next saturday july 16th if you want to attend this live i'm sorry you must be a student that way i can control the trolls and the hate and things of that nature but as always we will share it for free on youtube probably 48 hours later but it will come it will come unedited and you will see it in all its glory. So again, we are doing one today. We're doing one next week, and we've got four, five, six more coming. So if you ever have topics that you want to go deep on, let me know. I'm sure we can get those scheduled. And if you want to be a part of this, buy the course, join the Facebook group. Let's have some fun together. So I look forward to today because it helped me save 10,000 bucks, and that's like real money. And then next week, I get to ask questions as well because. I've never self-managed, and honestly, I don't want to self-manage. But hey, we got Matt and Dion coming for that, so it's gonna be awesome. All right, folks. So I'm gonna officially put it right here. Right here, right now. I've kind of teased this over the last week or so. But if the Fed uh forecast, you know, at the Atlanta Fed is right, and Q2 is a negative GDP, which I am not convinced it will be. I stand by my call of 0.1 or 0.2 positive. But just for grins, let's assume it's negative. We will repeat 1947, 1947, 1948. I think it was 1947. Q2, Q3 were negative back then and not a recession. How can I say that? Well, as somebody who actually has a degree in economics, not just some armchair economist, I know that. This rule of thumb about two quarters of negative GDP is just that. It is a rule of thumb. It works most of the time. It has worked every year since 1947. However, do you and I think anything we're going through today is similar to any other time? We are having supply constraints, demand constraints. We had helicopter money. It's bananas. But this is why I could confidently say, After these 10 economists get in a room and they look at Q1 and Q2, there is one metric that they're going to say, sorry, no recession. And just so you know, there are four factors, four, that really go into the calculation of a recession. Negative Q2 or two quarters of negative GDP is a rule of thumb. The four things are real income industrial production, retail sales, and jobs. Jobs, jobs, jobs. So here you go. I went back and collected the jobs created from January to June. In January, we created 467,000 jobs. In February, 678,000 jobs. In March, 431,000 jobs. In April, 428,000 jobs. In May, 390,000 jobs. And yes, folks, 372,000 jobs. In case you haven't done the math, I did. That is 2.766,000 jobs. Almost 2.8 million jobs. I do not believe any economist worth their salt will call a recession when you created jobs every month, Every month was above 370,000. The total jobs created in the first half were 2.8 million jobs. So I I know I'm going to get a lot of hate from the armchair economists. I'm going to put the stake in the ground. Let's see who's right in about 30 days. That will be a lot of fun. Next up, don't know if you guys listen to the All In podcast. It is one that I tune into every week. That show started off or somewhere in the first 30 minutes talking about San Francisco office foreclosures. Uh, Folks, we talked about San Francisco office about 12 months ago. And I highlighted a stupid, arrogant, and nonsensical tax that San Francisco put on the tech industry. They added a 1% tax on tech companies really any company where the ceo made something like 40x the average employee so guess what happened to poor san francisco people didn't renew their lease they moved their headquarters they got out of dodge folks when you are creating moronic tax policy The people that you are targeting can leave. So what is going to happen to San Francisco office? Well, according to the All In Podcast, they are about to have 40% vacancy. And folks, what that is going to mean is all of this loans, their DCRs, their debt service coverage ratio are about to blow up. And there are going to be a lot of office buildings in San Francisco empty and owned by the banks or in fairness they may extend and pretend but folks any city who creates stupid tax policy is going to lose the people that they are targeting and trust me san francisco needs the tax revenue when companies leave san francisco because you tried to get them for an extra one percent you did it to yourself san francisco And again, San Francisco is so bad. A loyal Warriors fan who always wanted season tickets had to stop going to games and gave up his tickets because it is so disgusting walking from the train to the event and the event back. I just couldn't do it anymore. It's so bad. So San Francisco, you are getting what you asked for. Congratulations. You don't like tech? They're leaving. You did it to yourself. The week ahead, we got a lot of stuff. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday is the big day of the week. That is CPI Day, but let's go through all of it because we start earnings next week. Monday, we get some more Fed speak. We heard from Bullard and Waller last week saying a big rate increase is coming. Now we hear Monday from New York Fed President John Williams. It'll be interesting to see where he sits. Tuesday, we start having the big boys announce. Pepsi is the first one. Remember, Pepsi is very interesting. They have the soda line, and then they have the snack line. So are customers trading down? Are they buying less? What is going on? Pepsi can tell us. And will they cut forecast? Remember, I believe Wall Street analysts are chicken, and they haven't taken down the second half in next year. We're going to start to see Tuesday what happens. And then we have Fed president uh, of Richmond speaking, Thomas Barkin on Tuesday. So again, we're getting more Fed presidents. Wednesday, we get Delta Airlines. What is going on with summer traffic? What about all these cancellations? Is the K-shaped summer still happening? Very interesting. And then June, CPI. Expectation is still 8.6, which will be flat from last year. I called 8.8 weeks ago. We are going to stay with 8.8. I would ask you to do something very interesting. I think we must, must, must watch headline, which is, I'm calling 8.8 and core. Headline and core. Why is that? Because you're going to, you could potentially, potentially see headline go up and core go down. I don't know if it happens this month, but I expect a widening gap. Why is that? Well, quite simply, headline is gas and food. Core removes those. So one of the things we need to watch and again remember we talked about PCE 2 weeks ago, the largest gap between headline and core at 1.6 It'll be interesting to see where CPI comes in. Then on Thursday, 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 we start getting financials. JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley. We also get June PPI, producer price index. PPI, remember? You can almost think like wholesale inventory. It is a seed for future CPI. And then we get Christopher Waller speaking again, um, Fed president. Friday. We get Wells Fargo, Citigroup, State Street. We get June retail sales, June retail sales, and July consumer sentiment. Friday's going to be a big day, but we got to give Wednesday with CPI the big day of the week. But Friday is a close second. What is going on with the consumer? Again, June retail sales, July consumer sentiment. Going to be very, very interesting. And then finally, remember, Christmas in July, we talked about that six, seven months ago. It is happening right now. If you were took my advice and you said, hey, honey, we're canceling Christmas. We're going to do it on July 25th. Congratulations, you got a lot of deals. If you did not, remember, there's no crime against shopping early. I suspect that inventory on shelves in November and December are going to be greatly reduced. What we are seeing now is a backlog of inventory from procurement managers who didn't do a good job. They got 30% of what they wanted, so they triple ordered. Well, guess what? That stuff is showing up now. So if you are in a situation, certainly if you have kids, do yourself a favor. And if you can, buy their gifts now. You will save lots and lots and lots of money. Frankly, if I if Teresa was much younger, I might do multiple Christmases during this break. If you can get something for 50, 60, 70% off, and all you have to do is leave it in the closet, that is real money saved for the future. So again, something to think about. All right. So what else do we got? Um, Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs believes that home prices uh, will stay relatively flat, which is what I have called on the national level, but they warned car values. Folks, remember, we talked about the stimulus ballers already cracking. Just yesterday, or maybe it was the day before, we talked about Patek Philippe's and Rolex watches, the, the Daytona already rolling over. Now you are seeing cars. Cars come in. I can't wait to see the high priced sports cars be uh, repoed and sold for half price. Don't know if you saw this, but mortgage rates, <coughs> excuse me, mortgage rates collapsed last week. The average mortgage rate last week was 5.7. This week, 5.3. That's a 40 point move, and that is the largest move down since 2008. Don't know if you saw this article, but a couple of you sent it to me. There is a CEO of a crypto hedge fund. Yes, folks, a crypto hedge fund does exist. His name is Dan Moorhead. This article was sent around probably because of the title. The title basically said the Fed is running the largest Ponzi scheme ever. I'm suspecting that's why people sent it to me. However, if you read the article and you remember that the author or at least the speaker is a crypto hedge fund, which a crypto hedge fund calling somebody else a Ponzi scheme, pot, kettle, black, you know something like that. But anyways, uh, he said that CPI in the article, he says, hey, CPI is not 8.6 because of rent. It's really 12.5. You and I had talked about that for months this rent equivalent, I've actually done the math and my math gets it to about 11 and a half. I don't know where he gets 12 and a half, but hey, who's going to quibble? CPI is not correctly reported. We agree. Uh, He does say that this again is Dan Moorhead. He says the Fed in order to beat inflation has to go up three or four percentage points. That's like four and a half five and a half. Again, talking his own book, clearly. But again, enough of you sent this to me. We need to talk about it. That's a big, big jump. And we may get there, but that's next year. Then he comes out and says the Fed manipulated the housing market. Basically, by the Fed coming in and buying mortgage bonds, the Fed drove interest rates down to the record low of 2.63. We agree. I agree with you. And if you were smart enough, as I talked about, you bought a home or you refied a home instead of calling a crash and watching prices and interest rates go up like other folks. But again, that doesn't strike me as a Ponzi scheme. Again, they did break housing, Dan, I'm still not seeing a Ponzi scheme. The Fed was the largest buyer of mortgage-backed securities. True statement. But again, I'm not sure why that's a Ponzi scheme. He says, (laughs) this is funny. Bonds are going down. Stocks are going down. Real estate's going down. The only thing that's going to go up is crypto. (laughs) This is Peter Schiff all over again. My goodness. Yeah, so crazy stuff. Anyways, I read the article. Thank you for sending to me. Um, The title, the Fed is a Ponzi scheme. I didn't read anything in the article that made it seem like a Ponzi scheme. Certainly, they were in the market too long. Certainly, they broke housing. Certainly, there's years of pain as they suck liquidity to the system. But I'm not sure where the Ponzi scheme came on. If you want to check a Ponzi scheme, go check out Celsius Network, Mr. Dan Moorhead. There's a litigation going on from an investor in Celsius yesterday calling Celsius a Ponzi scheme and a fraud. So go check that out, Mr. Hedge Fund Guy. Crazy. Something that is going on is we are finally bringing manufacturing home. If you watch my channel, I believe something we should encourage, incent, push for, whatever the right answer is, is to reshore. Tesla has shown us. I am not a Tesla fan. I am not an Elon Musk fan. But one thing you must give Tesla credit for is he has proved you can manufacture in America. I don't think there's any question that he has proven that. So let's reshore manufacturing. And General Motors, General Electric, Intel, US Steel, Geranic Power Systems, and Lockheed Martin, Lockheed Martin are all building manufacturing plants now folks we need more if i was president for the day you bet your ass i would sign an executive order i would lock congress in a room say what do we have to do to triple quadruple manufacturing the fact that we have countries still manufacturing things that we need like pharmaceuticals and all of that is frankly criminal negligence our politicians suck. All of them. Reds, blues, left, rights, in the middle, all bad. All bad. Anything else I want to talk touch on? Oh, of course, Elon Musk cancels Twitter deal. Yeah, he canceled Twitter. I wonder if it's a negotiation 5420 or 5440 or whatever it is. Looks kind of rich today. He could probably pick it up for the low 30s if he wanted. What I thought was really interesting is Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank fame. He has this video that I found on Twitter where he hammered Twitter. Again, Mr. Wonderful is an owner of shares in Twitter. And he said things like, it is a stock born in hell. It is the worst social media company ever. It has a It has a board of directors with people who don't even have Twitter accounts. That should be a crime. No no good. No bueno. (laughs) They have issued billion dollars in shares to employees who do nothing. This is not my words. This is me quoting Mr. Wonderful, who is a shareholder. And he said, I have already written off the investment. (laughs) Yeah. Talk about a no vote of confidence. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So the big thing for the week, folks, CPI on Wednesday. If you ever wanted to do a deep dive and ask the lumberjack or um, Dion about self-management, great news. Next Saturday, the 16th, 9 a.m. Before I let you go, before I let you go, we let's congratulate a couple of people who are doing the work and getting deals done. Andrew. Congratulations for getting your deal. Your card is in the mail. And Toby, congratulations for getting your deal. Your card is in the mail. Andrew, Toby, congrats. Folks, if you close a deal, I don't care if it's a house hack, an Airbnb, an investment, your own home. If I helped you, let me know and let me mail you one of these cards as a token of my appreciation. I want to congratulate you for doing the work. All right, folks, we will do our live stream at 8 a.m. We will go for about 50 or 55 minutes. Then we will go into our deep dive about cost segregation, bonus depreciation, figure out what the richy rich do to save on taxes, figure out how I personally saved 10 G's buying a duplex last year. Yes, folks, what we are going to go through is something that saved me 10 grand, a stack of brick. It's going to be a lot of fun. I will see you there. Take care. Bye-bye.